This whole election is being rigged. The whole thing. The whole thing? I guess so. Trump says so. Well, I don't know why I came here tonight. I got the feeling that something right. He never lies, does I'm he? I'm so scared in case I fall off my chair. Just check. And I'm wondering how I'll get down the stairs. Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right. Here I am, stuck in the middle with you. Yep. Yes, I'm stuck in the middle. From the Pacifica Radio Network in Los Angeles, this is the broadcast as heard on KPFK 90.7 FM in LA. Up in Oregon on 91.7 FM KYAQ on the Central Coast and 106.7 FM Queso in Cottage Grove. In Lancaster, Pennsylvania on 93 FM WLRI. In Hawaii on 88.5 FM KAKU, the voice of Maui. In Columbus, Ohio on WGRN 94.1 FM. In Palinville, New York on 102.9 FM WLPP. And in Minneapolis, St. Paul on AM 950 KTNF, the progressive voice of Minnesota. And streaming around the globe on the Progressive Voices Channel, Netroots Radio, Indie Media Weekly, FYI Nation, NicoleSandler.com, Radio Free Brooklyn, GDPR Revolution 99, Detour Talk, Radio Monterey, and Radio Sputnik, blanketing planet Earth five days a week. This is the Bradcast. I'm your friendly investigative blogger, journalist, troublemaker, muckraker, all-around swell fellow, says me, if not everyone, from uh, bradblog.com. Thank you for joining us today. Lots to get to today, uh, including some good news, some more good news for voters in the state of Florida. I'll get to that in a bit. And this is above and beyond what we talked about uh, late last week when uh, a federal judge there extended the voter registration deadline through this Tuesday, through October 18. So you still have a chance if you're not registered in the state of Florida. But some more good news down there. Uh, for uh, uh, voting rights advocates and, frankly, just for voters in the state of Florida. We'll get to that in a second, but this talk is getting really creepy, really getting scary now from Trump supporters. I know you, you've you heard uh, Desi Doyen. Can we do have just a, a clip there to remind people, if they don't, uh, of what Donald Trump has been saying regularly and loudly at each and every rally around the country? The whole thing is one big fix. It's one big fix. It's one big ugly lie. It's one big fix. The entire election is one big fix, one big ugly lie. He's been saying it's rigged over and over again. He's uh, been talking on the trail about people coming in and voting five and ten times and uh, illegal immigrants coming in to vote. Well, uh, this doesn't happen in a vacuum, and it has an effect, and it's having a big effect uh, this week in the uh, election 2016. This uh, article from the Boston Globe uh, has has really lit some fires, so to speak, over the weekend. Uh, If you didn't see it, it is very troubling, and I want to share some of it uh, with you here. 
uh, and then we'll get right to my guest to see what, if anything, can be done at this point. Uh, this is from uh, the Boston Globe, Matt Viser and Tracy Jan over the weekend. Anger and hostility were the most overwhelming sent- sentiments at a Trump rally in Cincinnati last week. A deep sense of frustration, an us-versus-them mentality, and a belief that they are part of an unstoppable and underestimated movement. The supporters of Trump believe what Trump has told them over and over, that this election is rigged. And if he loses, it will be because of a massive conspiracy to take him down. I think Hillary is one of the most villainous people on earth, a Donald Trump supporter said in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Uh, his supporters there said they plan to go to, a, to their local precincts to look for illegal immigrants who may attempt to vote. They are worried the Democrats will load up buses of minorities and take them to vote several times in different, different areas of the city. They've heard rumors that boxes of Clinton votes are already waiting somewhere. And if Trump doesn't win, some are even openly talking about violent rebellion and, wait for it, assassination. Quote, if she's in office, I hope we can start a coup. She should be in prison or shot. That's how I feel about it, said Dan Bauman, a 50-year-old contractor of Hillary Clinton. Uh, We're going to have a revolution and take them out of office if that's what it takes. There's going to be a lot of bloodshed, but that's what it's going to take. I would do whatever I can for my country. Donald Trump said it's one big fix Referring to the election on a Friday afternoon in Greensboro, North Carolina, this whole election is being rigged, he said. Trump said, uh, watch your precincts. Uh, this is according to uh, one of his supporters, Steve Webb. Uh, Trump said to watch your precincts. I'm going to go for sure. I'll look for, well, it's called racial profiling. Mexicans, Syrians, people who can't speak American. American? Uh, he said, I'm going to go right up behind them. I'm not going to do anything illegal. I'm going to make them a little bit nervous. Some Trump supporters say that if he doesn't win, they figure the United States government will know will be no better than dictatorships where elections cannot be trusted. We're heading toward North Korea without a doubt, said Grant Reed, a Trump supporter. Joe Cecil, a 39 year old restaurant manager, said he's never voted before, but is newly inspired by Trump. He says if people are offended by the sexual stuff, What do they think is going to happen when Muslims come here, implement Sharia law and start raping our women? But he questions the integrity of the voting systems, particularly in places that don't require I.D. to vote. This is my prediction, he said. Trump is going to win the popular vote by a landslide and the Electoral College will elect Hillary because all of this is corruption, he said. It's a common strand now among the Trump crowd. They've, they say they have seen videos of Clinton supporters ripping up Republican registrations. They haven't seen that. They believe Obama is rushing to allow illegal immigrants to become citizens in order to vote. We're going to have a lot of election fraud, said Janine Bell-Smith, a 65-year-old longtime teacher. They are having illegals vote. In some states, you don't need, to, uh, you don't need voter registration to vote. That's not true. 
Uh, you need voter registration everywhere, actually, except for North Dakota. That's one place that you can vote without registration. Uh, if Hillary wins, it's rigged, said Judy Wright from Illinois. She took off work uh, recently to come to volunteer for Trump in Ohio. She added, I've heard people talk about a revolution. I've heard people talk about separation of states. I don't even like to think about it, but I don't think this movement is going away. We don't have a voice anymore. And Donald Trump is giving us a voice. Uh, boy, oh boy, uh, mainstream Republicans, Boston Globe reports, are watching these developments at the top of the ticket with a growing sense of alarm, calling Trump's latest conspiracy theories of a rigged election irresponsible and dangerous. They also say the impact of voter fraud or errors on the outcome of elections is vastly overblown. Fergus Cullen, a former chairman of the New Hampshire GOP, said it was uh, incredibly important in uh, back in 2000 when Democrat Al Gore gave a speech saying he accepted the results of the Supreme Court decision to award the majority of electoral votes and uh, presidential victory to George W. Bush. Had he not done that, Cullen said, or done so half-heartedly or even suggested that he'd been robbed or otherwise tried to delegitimize the results, it would have been a huge blow to our democratic process. Joining us now is Fergus Cullen. He is the former chairman of the New Hampshire Republican Party. He was the youngest state chair in the uh, in the country when he was elected at the age of 34 back in 2007. Fergus Cullen, welcome to the broadcast, sir. Hey, glad to be with you, Brad. Thanks for having me. Yeah, really appreciate you, you joining us uh, here. And and uh, as, as I mentioned to you previously, I, you know, you and I, I don't know, I don't know your politics, but as the head of the uh, GOP, uh, formerly in New Hampshire, I suspect you and I are sort of on different sides of of the aisle in many ways. But boy, uh, you read this, uh, and and it feels like how do we bring people together? So let me start here. Now, first, you're no longer the GOP chair in, in New Hampshire. Did, did you step down? Were you replaced, voted out? What What's your uh, current status? Well, I, I am a former chair of the state Republican Party. Mm -hmm. I served in 2007, 2008, mm -hmm. when Barack Obama ran against John McCain. That was the first time. And uh, it's a volunteer unpaid position in New Hampshire. I served a term Mm -hmm. And uh, and that was that. And are you now? You're still a Republican, I presume. Yes, I am. Yeah, I guess I'd be classified as a mainstream Republican. Lord save me, an establishment Republican. <laughs> uh, I was a John. I was a John Kasich supporter in the primary. Oh, the, the Lord won't save you now, Fergus. Uh, are you a? Uh, <laughs> are, are are you a Trump supporter? No, I am a never Trumper, and I have been uh, for 15 months. Um, okay, I. Uh, you know, I'm unreconciled to him and uh, am terrified, not terrified, but, you know, he's doing terrible damage to the Republican brand. Uh, even after he's defeated, he's going to be causing problems for our party for uh, for quite a while, probably, in terms of how it's identified in the in the eyes of uh, millions of Americans. Now, you're quoted in the Boston Globe, Fergus says, uh, calling this really scary, these uh, these quotes that I just read. And, and I've got more. Boy, I went over to Breitbart uh, to read about this same issue. And not cherry-picking, but just looking at, like, the first six comments. We'll see. Maybe I'll read uh, some of them a bit later. But they are scary. Uh, what what they're calling for, what is being called for, the language that these folks are now using. Uh, you cited uh, Al Gore's concession after the uh, long fight in the year 2000, that election nightmare. Uh, is what you are seeing now 
different this year from from what you have seen at any time in the past uh, amongst your caucus? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's not hard to find people who will say the kinds of things that were quoted in that story in the Boston Globe. And look, Trump has real supporters out there. Uh, you know, it's probably only about a third to maybe 40 percent of the country. But one thing that has changed in the 16 years since the Al Gore-George W. Bush election, uh, you know, the advent of social media, um, the idea that you can have fact-free conversations where people have their own set of facts. You know, Daniel Patrick Moynihan used to say, you know, you're entitled to your own opinions, but you're not entitled to your own set of facts. Well, you know, that's changed in 16 years. Now people can, you know, when somebody says, I've seen video mm-hmm. of Democrats tearing up Republican registrations, they really think they've seen that kind of video. <laughs> yes. Um, even, even though that obviously doesn't exist. Well, I, here's the, uh, well, and, and to be clear, this is not just the supporters uh, of, uh, you know, the grassroots folks. Uh, Jeff Sessions, senator, U.S. senator was in Portsmouth, uh, New Hampshire, uh, over the weekend. He said they are attempting to rig this election. Uh, isn't, that the, uh, isn't that the establishment uh, Republicans, uh, Fergus? He's a, a U.S. senator, for crying out loud, and he says they're attempting to rig this election. Yeah, well, let's acknowledge that Senator Sessions would not uh, likely be elected in you know, most states in this country, but he is elected from, from his state, Alabama. Um, but, uh, look, there's... On election night, when Donald Trump is defeated, he's going to have a really important choice. Does he say responsible things that are aimed at accepting the outcome and telling his supporters that they should accept the, uh, the outcome as well? Or does he, in fact, pour gasoline on a fire and continue the rhetoric that he's been using for the last 10 days, suggesting that it was rigged, it was stolen, that it's an illegitimate outcome, that he was robbed? Uh, does he encourage his supporters to uh, take the law into their own hands? Uh, you know, we've had recriminations and finger-pointing after elections in the past. We have not had riots. We have not had violence. And, you know, I don't think it's alarmist to think that there's a real possibility that we could see outbreaks of violence, uh, perhaps isolated, perhaps not, uh, after this election. And a lot of that burden for preventing that falls on Donald Trump to say responsible things. And there's no telling if he will or he won't. There is no telling. And uh, to be to be fair here, Paul Ryan, Speaker of the House, Paul Ryan, has says he's fully confident that the election will be carried out fairly. Uh, his spokesperson said in response to all of this talk from uh, from Trump and his supporters, quote, our democracy relies on confidence in election results. And the speaker is fully confident the states will carry out this election with integrity. Uh, Hillary Clinton offered a uh, or at least her campaign manager offered a similar sentiment saying campaigns should be hard fought and elections hard won but what is fundamental about the about the american electoral system is that it's free fair and open to the people uh this election will have record turnout uh she goes on to say some part he goes on to say some partisan things there uh but he says that uh you know voting should be encouraged not dismissed or undermined because a candidate is afraid he's going to lose Donald Trump uh, has stuck with his line, saying the election is absolutely being rigged by the dishonest and distorted media pushing crooked Hillary. Uh, but also at the polling place, that was yesterday in the wake of pushback from some of those establishment Republicans, Fergus. Uh, and uh, 
and then said today, of course there is large-scale voter fraud happening on and before Election Day. Why do Republican leaders deny what is going on so naive? Now, Fergus, um, I I don't wish to hold you entirely responsible for the entire (laughs) Republican Party, but... Uh, You know, I I agree with you. This is very scary. Uh, And now uh, but what we know about voter fraud that has been, frankly, ginned up. Now, this is different from election fraud and insider concerns about the voting systems and so forth. Maybe we'll get to that in a second. But when it comes to voter fraud, the Republican Party has been pushing this scheme that there's massive voter fraud going on. They've been doing this for years, despite, you know, study after study showing, for example, 2014 Washington Post study uh, finding 31 possible cases of polling place voter impersonation out of more than one billion votes cast from 2000 to 2014. And yet they've been claiming massive voter fraud in order to put in these photo ID restrictions that keep Democratic leaning voters from voting. Don't you, Fergus, uh, taking the blame for the entire party, don't you uh, have some culpability here? for, uh, you know, the the chickens really coming home to roost here and the fact that so many of the Republican supporters actually believe there is massive voter fraud going on here. Yeah, well, there's. I don't think there's any argument that certainly some Republicans do believe that voter fraud takes place on significant scale enough to affect elections. I don't. I don't think the party has been pushing that line. But certainly, look, there's a number of people out there who believe that, you know, 9-11 was an inside job. You know, there are all sorts of people who believe various conspiracy theories out there, you know, believe in UFOs, believe in Sasquatch, what have you. Um, It's irresponsible when elected officials or people in a position of responsibility fan those flames. Uh, Look, I've run into these, you know, black helicopter crowd who thinks that there's massive voter fraud taking place. There's no persuading them of the facts of the matter. In fact, the lack of evidence of a conspiracy only is more evidence of the extent of the conspiracy. For, I'm sure we've all had those conversations with people. Except, but uh, please don't blame the party for institutionalizing this, this uh, nonsense. I, I, I'm going to, and I, like I said, I'm really happy you're here to talk about this, but I'm going to blame the party. Uh, I received some, a couple of tweets uh, just over the past week from the Republican National Lawyers Association, uh, you know, directly to me, calling me a liar because I'm uh, suggesting that I'm lying, that Brennan Center is lying, that Justin Levitt, the fellow who uh, did that report, uh, is lying. They have been pushing. We have been covering probably in as much or more detail than anyone else in the country over the past decade at Bradblog.com how the Republican Party has been systemically claiming there is massive voter fraud going on, including the Republican uh, Lawyers Association and so forth. That is your party. It's not just Fox News. It's not just the grassroots folks. And I'm, I'm actually a little surprised that you're associating, you know, people claiming there's massive voter fraud with, you know, UFO crowd. This has been mainstream Republicans, Fergus. Well, yeah, let's acknowledge there are Democrats who believe in UFOs as well as Republicans. You know, some there are a certain percentage of people who are conspiracy-minded. I'm not sure that it tracks with partisan identification. Uh, and again, what is different from now versus 15 years ago is that people can point you to a YouTube video that, you know, shows the explosions on 9-11 bringing down the towers, you mm-hmm. know. There, there are all sorts of 
fake stuff out there that people fall for. No, no, but, but I'm talking about the party, to. Fergus. I'm talking about the, the party. The party leadership has been doing back in 2008. During one, and you were, uh, I guess, the chair of the G, uh, GOP in New Hampshire at the time, back in 2008, during one of the presidential debates, you may remember John, McCle- John McCain declared that ACORN, a group who had collected millions of legal voter registration forms from you know, low- and middle-income voters, that, uh, and, and, and there is not a shred of evidence that any illegal vote has ever been cast vis-a-vis uh, uh, an improper ACORN registration, McCain declared that this group was, quote, destroying the very fabric of our democracy. That's not a UFO guy. That's the pre- that was your presidential nominee in in the debate. And again, you know, I don't want to hold you accountable for everything that your party did. But I, I am a little surprised to hear you sort of dismissing, uh, you know, the party leadership, which really has been very much pushing this what I will call a con, uh, you know, about massive Democratic voter fraud. Yeah, well, I guess you and I are going to have to agree to disagree on that, Brad. I, I, uh, you know, I don't think this has been something that's been pushed by the party. You think it has been pushed by the party. I guess we just disagree. All right. Uh, well, we do. Strongly, we disagree there. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of surprised. I mean, you feel there's no culpability on the part of the Republican Party as far as uh, ginning up concerns about voter fraud going on i you know i don't see that myself okay. I've, I've already said i think it's a conspiracy theorist theory and that i dismiss it okay well i'm in any event i'm glad you dismiss it uh, at this point uh but there are concerns uh if not about you know polling place voter fraud and i know voter fraud by the way does happen uh rarely but it does happen largely via uh, absentee balloting and so forth Um, But I have a concern about insider election fraud and the fact that uh, people are not able to oversee citizens of all parties are are unable to oversee the tabulation of their own elections because we use these computers, uh, including places where there are paper ballot optical scans uh, up in New Hampshire. uh, Most of the voters will have their paper ballots go through computer scanners. But there's about 40 percent of the towns in New Hampshire, your state, Fergus, uh, who use what I regard as democracy's gold standard for tabulating ballots. Hand counts at the polling place with all the parties in the entire community watching results announced then and there before the ballots are moved anywhere. Isn't that the best way, really, to ensure that all parties, including these, you know, folks who are suspicious about the results, the Trump supporters, isn't that the best way, hand counts that everybody can watch? Isn't that the best way to uh, to, to tabulate our elections and, and assure and make it harder for those conspiracy theory folks to make claims that are unjustified? I mean, I guess after the city of Los Angeles and the city of San Francisco opt for hand-counting ballots, then I guess the small towns in New Hampshire that have, you know, fewer than 250 votes to be counted uh, can consider whether they ought to be going with machines or hand-tabling. Look, it's just, again, it's just not... It introduces uh, human error, the reason why they have recounts, and they rarely change elections, uh, but sometimes there's a human error made that, you know, they've got to carry the one, and Somebody got 70 votes instead mm-hmm. of 60 votes. Uh, but, you know, this is a largely rural state where most of the population is concentrated in, in a fair number, of, a small number of larger communities. Uh, you know, it seems to work. I, I've just never had any reason to doubt uh, the 
uh, outcome of an election year. Uh, weather, and by the way, I'm work. I'm in Los Angeles. I'm working on it uh, on those hand counts here in Los Angeles. But you, you've had uh, you're, you're confident in both the hand counts that are done in New Hampshire and in the optical scan paper ballot counts that are done in New Hampshire as well, right? I'm I'm in fact more confident about the optical scans uh, than I am in the hand counts. Yes. You don't have any concern that uh, people are unable to know if those ballots are counted accurately when they go through those computer scanners unless they hand count the ballots and find out if they were tabulated accurately? I'm comfortable with my airplane flying across the country being on autopilot most of the time because I think that the computer is less likely to make an error than a human is. But, Brad, are there other things that you want to talk about today? Okay, sure. I will move on. i got a couple more questions for you, Fergus. Uh, We've been talking about, uh, of course, the civil war within the GOP party itself, uh, which, which seems to really this time be underway. Is that uh, true as you see it? Is this something that... Uh, you know, ends if and when Donald Trump doesn't win, or or is that just wishful uh, thinking at this point? Is this going to be a long, drawn-out process? Is this really going on with inside inside the party itself, or or does this go away after November, as you see it? Oh, I, I'm afraid we're going to be stuck with the effects of Trump uh, for quite some time. I mean, as a practical matter, I think he's going to drag down a number of Republican candidates who might have otherwise won election this cycle. And so from a practical political standpoint, I think a lot of the conservative Republican agenda will find it uh, is stillborn because they don't have the votes to move it in state legislatures, perhaps in the U.S. Senate, in governor's mansions around the country. Uh, So there's going to be that effect. But as ugly as it's been, Uh, rhetorically and otherwise, for the last six months, the last 12 months, it could get yet uglier, Uh, you know, starting with if Trump is irresponsible after the election or on election night, Mm -hmm. uh, says the wrong things. You know, if he decides that if I'm going down, I'm going to take others with me and encourages his supporters to pass over other Republican candidates on the ballot, Uh, you know, if he makes noises about creating a third party or something like that after the election, um, if he uses his uh, financial resources to uh, retaliate against Republicans who didn't support him along the way, I mean, he's, he's said that openly many times over the course of this year. You know, Jeff Blake in Arizona, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, Paul Ryan uh, as others. Uh, you know, it could it could get yet uglier. Look, we've had demagogues in this country in the past. You know, Father Coughlin in the 1930s, mm-hmm. uh, George Wallace. You know, more recently. Uh, we've had regional demagogues, uh, David Duke in Louisiana, but we've never had something on a national scale like this uh, with a different era of communication. And uh, that can be a force for good or a force for evil. Um, and, you know, Trump has been so erratic, so unpredictable. Um, you know, it's possible that he takes his meds on election night and says the right <laughs> things, and it's possible that... Uh, that, you know, we get manic Trump instead. And there's not much doubt that it doesn't take a big percentage of his supporters to read between the lines on something he says or hints at um, for, you know, people to, uh, you know, go vigilante uh, in some way. We used to laugh about Sarah Palin saying she was going rogue. Um, I think the consequences of some Trump supporters going rogue this election could be much more dramatic. I'm not hoping it's coming to that. I'm not predicting it. But I'm saying there's a greater than zero percentage chance that it does. We have to acknowledge that. 
Is there anything that can be done or are we all just uh, dependent on uh, how well Donald Trump's meds go? In other words, uh, you know, I, I, I'm afraid a lot of this is going to have to be up to the Republican Party in some fashion. But is there any way for Democrats and Republicans and independents and conservatives, progressives to somehow come together to save the day here as you see it, uh, uh, Fergus, at least in this upcoming election? What can we do? Well, I guess I start with the standpoint that no one really has any influence uh, on Donald Trump. No one really has his ear. Uh, but I think it's incumbent on responsible Republican leaders. And, you know, I, I guess I would like to claim uh, to be one of those people to stand up and say this is nonsense, uh, to be publicly opposed to Trump, to call him out on his rhetorical excesses. Um, you know, I'm one, I'm a small voice that's doing that, but I'm not the only voice. There are lots of Republican voices. John Kasich is certainly doing that. I think Paul Ryan has been uh, pretty responsible on these things. And uh, the more and more Trump goes off the rails, the more and more clear it is that he's going to lose this election, and not by a narrow margin, but by a wide one in the Electoral College, uh, that we'll have voices of reason, and I I can only hope that they prevail. What's the, uh, before I let you go, Fergus, what's the mood like up there right now in New Hampshire? I know Trump's been spending a lot of time there, and New Hampshire is always a, a key battleground state. Any idea which sta- which way the the state is going to go this year? And, and will uh, New Hampshire Democrats or Republicans accept the, the verdict as you see it? Well, you know, New Hampshire is considered one of a handful of swing states uh, available to either party in the general election. We also have a highly targeted U.S. Senate race here. The Republican incumbent, Kelly Ayotte, is considered one of the key seats that could determine the balance mm-hmm. of the majority in the United States Senate. I think Hillary Clinton's going to win New Hampshire. Uh, keep in mind that George W. Bush carried New Hampshire by a single percentage point in 2000. Mm-hmm. Had Al Gore carried New Hampshire instead, uh, then Florida wouldn't have mattered, um, and Al Gore would have been elected. So the four electoral votes mattered then. Uh, I'm not certain that's going. I'm not predicting it's going to be as close this time. Hillary Clinton's going to carry New Hampshire and probably do so comfortably. As a Republican, I'm worried about the collateral damage. Innocent bystanders who are caught up in the blast zone of uh, the Trump crash. But uh, that's what I see happening here. Of course, California's not very competitive. We expect Hillary's going to win there comfortably, right? Uh, I I suspect she probably will. I'm I'm still sort of rattled from you using that metaphor of a blast zone, a Donald Trump blast zone, but I'm. <laughs> But yeah, we'll we'll see. I have no idea. I don't I don't do predictions. Uh, I, uh, what 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 a mess! I really appreciate you coming on and talking to me about this, uh, Fergus. We will have to bicker in the future about whether the Republican Party has been, uh, uh, you know, talking about uh, voter fraud and sort of creating this mess that I think we're all now in. We'll bicker about that later. But I greatly appreciate you uh, speaking out about all of this and and appreciate your time here today, Fergus. Thanks for having me, Brad. It's been a pleasure, Fergus Cullen. Former chairman of the New Hampshire Republican Party, uh, you can uh, say nice things to him, please, on the Twitters at Fergus Cullen. Thanks, Fergus. Take care. All right, a quick break, and we are back with um, some good news for voters out of Florida, uh, some not-so-good news out of Ohio, and, uh, oh, the rest of the country. But for a brief moment, there will be good news. I'm Brad Friedman. This is your Bradcast. <laughs> Hey, this is Brad. What the public hears over the public airwaves matters. Without an informed electorate, we've got, well, we got what we have right now. 
We do our best on the broadcast five days a week to balance that with accurate reporting on issues that actually matter. We don't always get it right, but we try like hell to do so. And we do it all independently and without the influence of corporate or political funding. But we can't do it without you. Please don't presume others will step up. We need you to help us keep doing what Desi Doyen and myself try to do every day on the broadcast. Please help us continue to do so by going to bradblog.com slash donate to help keep the broadcast going and telling the truth over your public airwaves. That's bradblog.com slash donate. Don't wait. Please stop by today. Thanks. Welcome back to the Bradcast. Brad Friedman from bradblog.com. Boy, I'll, I'll tell you, uh, Desi Doyen, I would have expected Fergus Cullen uh, to disagree with me on uh, voting systems and hand counts versus machine counts uh, up in um, up in New Hampshire. Some 40, as I mentioned, some 40 percent of the towns actually use hand counts, what I regard as the gold standard of democracy. Um, most of the uh, towns don't, however, they use machines, optical scan paper ballot machines made by Diebold, run by a private company named LHS, which is not a not good guys, uh, guys with uh, actually a criminal background, guys who have threatened me before at Bradblog.com and actually got thrown out of the state of Connecticut after doing so. But you know, uh, Republicans have long believed that computers somehow are more reliable than human beings when it comes to counting ballots. So that part wasn't a surprise. But the fact that he would deny that the Republican Party has been spending the better part of the last decade claiming there is massive voter fraud going on by Democrats, um, that was bizarre. Well, I can understand that there are probably lots of Republicans that fall on a spectrum of understanding of these issues. It is kind of surprising, as you say, that I, I, he wouldn't recognize that, you know, that both the, the Republican leadership on the federal level, you know, maybe it's not something that's a major well, he question say, in New Hampshire. And so he's not he's he, more focused on state level Republican Party antics. He, rather could, than disagree. National, but. he could disagree with it. Uh, you know, the, the fact that they've been doing that. I don't know how you disagree with the fact that they have been doing it. You could even say, you know, yes, we have it's it's uh, I, I think it was a mistake or anything like that but to say it it's, it's not happening you know and he's a very nice guy and I'm very happy that uh, he came on the on the show and I agree with him on his concerns about the party the Republican Party itself but that was just weird to me uh, Ian Milheiser uh, writing today says uh, about all of this as Trump is of course wrong that large scale quote unquote large scale voter fraud is happening as he now tweeted today or yesterday. But it's hard to blame him for his surprise at Republican leaders that suddenly became truth tellers about the risk that this election will be rigged, writes Milheiser. False tales of widespread fraud have been the Republican Party's bread and butter for the last decade. They've used these tales to sell laws like voter ID, which accomplish nothing other than disenfranchising groups that tend to prefer Democrats over Republicans. And yet, now that Trump is deploying this very same rhetoric, albeit in a more bombastic fashion, many of these Republicans are acting as if Trump is somehow outside the norm. 
the reality, Milheiser writes, uh, paints these Republican leaders in a much less innocent light. Trump's warnings of a rigged election are nothing more than a continuation of the very same strategy his fellow Republicans use to sell voter ID around the country. The GOP has sown the wind. They own this whirlwind says Milheiser. I, I completely agree with Milheiser on that one. I just think that there's probably some triggering of tribal identity going on that is, you know, no, no, gosh, the people that I'm with would never do such a thing. It's other folks that are doing that. We wouldn't do that. So I, perhaps it's, it's, that's To deny it on. is to deny reality. That's what the Republican Party has been doing, writ large, including at the very top uh, echelons of the party. So it's just it just catches me off guard that he was... Uh, Unwilling to acknowledge that? Well, denying it so strongly. Uh, And and that is disappointing, and that is uh, part and parcel, I think, of why the Republican Party is going to continue having problems until they deal with the reality of the uh, Frankenstein monster that they have created, not just in Trump, but in their supporters as well. Um, John Husted, the Ohio Republican Secretary of State, uh, he was on CNN, I guess this was, uh, talking about uh, Trump's uh, claims of a rigged election. Here's what the Republican Secretary of State, John Husted, had to say about it. I can reassure Donald Trump I am in charge of elections in Ohio and they're not going to be rigged. I'll make sure of that. But our institutions, like our election system, is one of the bedrocks of American democracy. We should not question it or the legitimacy of it. It works very well in places like Ohio. We make it easy to vote and hard to cheat. We have a bipartisan system of elections. Frankly, it's the only place you can find Democrats and Republicans working cooperatively together. Uh, They work that way in our election system to make sure that the integrity uh, of our election system is upheld and that people feel good about the process of voting. Uh, Newsflash to uh, John Husted. People don't feel good about the process of voting in Ohio. They have uh, concerns justifiable going back to 2004. The idea that they should not be concerned uh, and and frankly, the idea that this is a bipartisan system in uh, in Ohio, he's talking about the county election boards. And indeed, they are uh, Democratic and Republican members run each election board, but they serve at the pleasure of the Secretary of State, who happens to be a Republican in this case, and they can be removed by the uh, by the Secretary of State. Uh, you know, to to assure that you know anybody that uh, the the election will be fine because oh, I'm looking over it. You know, I suspect that doesn't sit well with Democrats. I suspect it doesn't sit any better with Democrats than it does when there's a, a Democratic Secretary of State in office saying, "Oh, I got this. You can trust me." People need to be able to oversee their own elections. Furthermore, John Husted uh, has been found to have been illegally purging. Uh, millions of voters from the voting rolls for uh, missing uh, the vote in 2012 and 2014. He has been ordered to restore more than one million inactive uh, legal voters to the voting rolls, and he has been fighting that ever since. Uh, Alice uh, Miranda Olstein reports that uh, negotiations to restore those uh, mil- more than a million voters to the rolls as ordered by a federal court have been stalled 
The state submitted its own proposal to the U.S. District Court that would only let a narrow segment of purged voters participate. Uh, the state has called this a reasonable comprom compromise, but it would exclude anyone illegally purged before 2015, anyone who needs to vote by mail, and anyone who has moved since they last registered to vote, only those purged last year who have the same address that they had in 2011 would get to uh, and, and can vote in person, only that smaller group would, uh, would qualify to be restored to the rolls. John Husted is actively working to keep legal voters off the rolls despite the federal court that has ordered him to restore those voters. The state has purged nearly two, mil two million voters from its rolls, some legitimate, uh, legitimately because they died or they left the state, but many uh, had only committed the sin of failing to vote in every single election. An investigation by Reuters a few months ago found that low-income black Democratic voters were disproportionately purged. The study found that in Ohio's major cities, including Cleveland, Columbus, and Cincinnati, voters have been removed from the rolls in Democratic-leaning neighborhoods at about twice the rate as in Republican neighborhoods. Um, so, yeah, you know, that's why in elections we are not to trust anyone. If you can't see it, it's uh, not to be trusted. It's not to have confidence in. And so, you know, this is a very difficult moment, difficult moment for the country because you got a lot of people and this uh, regards uh, to Democrats as well who have been, you know, poo-pooing concerns. They initially poo-pooed concerns about uh, the, 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 the claims about voter fraud that Republicans were using to get uh, photo ID restrictions passed. They have long poo-pooed concerns about electronic voting systems. As a matter of fact, Democrats and Republicans alike tend to dismiss those concerns uh, unless it affects them, unless it affects them in their election. And by that point, it's too late. It's too late. So, you know, yes, there are reasons to be concerned, not the reasons that Donald Trump is pretending are going on and none of which should lead to riots in the streets, as he has uh, has suggested. Uh, we'll get to maybe more on that in a moment. Let me um, let me get to that good news, I promise. So I don't run out of time before the good news. <laughs> yes, please. In a very unusual late night, uh, late Sunday night court order. A federal judge now has declared Florida's rules for validating absentee ballots to be illogical and bizarre and has ordered thousands of voters uh, receive the option to correct a problem that might otherwise have resulted in thousands of unnecessarily and inappropriately rejected vote-by-mail ballots in the key battleground state of Florida. Ernie Canning is writing about this today at bradblog.com. You can get the details there, but U.S. District Court Judge Mark E. Walker, the same one who had extended voter registration for a week last week after uh, Hurricane Matthew uh, struck on the final weekend of voter registration and uh, Republican Governor Rick Scott and his Republican hand-picked Secretary of State Ken Detzner had refused to extend the voter registration deadline despite some 100,000 voters in uh, back in 2012, new voters who had signed up to vote during that same period. That voter registration was all but shut down last week when uh, Hurricane Matthew uh, uh, stormed up the east coast of Florida. 
uh, and Rick Scott had ordered a mandatory evacuation of more than 1.5 million people. So this same judge, Mark Walker, had ordered has ordered that uh, voter registration uh, deadline to be extended, but now he has granted a, uh, a preliminary injunction to Florida Democrats trying to block a GOP-enacted statute that allows election workers who lack training in handwriting analysis to reject absentee ballots on the basis of mismatched signatures, at least without first providing those voters the opportunity to cure the defect, the perceived defect. In other words, um, if, if your signature doesn't match, they throw out the absentee ballot in Florida. That might make sense because you might think, well, that is a sign that it's a fraudulent voter. However, people's signatures do change over time. As Ernie Canning notes, uh, a lot of these folks are not trained in handwriting analysis to know if the signature matches or not. Uh, But here's the other thing. The law, if someone sends in an absentee ballot with no signature at all, The counties will contact the voter and say, hey, you forgot to sign your absentee ballot. However, if these uh, these county workers determine that there is that that the signatures don't match, they don't let the voter know about it. They don't you know, get in touch with the voter and say, hey, if you come on down to the county and attest to this ballot actually being yours, that you actually signed it. um, You know, other than that, we'll throw it out. They don't have to contact any of those voters in that case, only if there's no signature there at all. Uh, And uh, the judge, Judge Mark Walker, thought that this was absolutely insane. Because it is. Yeah. (laughs) He he cited uh, the the 2000 Florida election where George W. Bush carried the state, supposedly, by over Al Gore by 537 uh, votes. He said it is illogical, irrational and patently bizarre for the state of Florida to withhold the opportunity to cure to cure these uh, signature problems from mismatched signature voters while providing that same opportunity to no signature voters. In doing so, the state of Florida has categorically disenfranchised thousands of voters for no reason other than they have poor handwriting or their handwriting has changed over time. Now, this was uh, back in 2004. The state legislature, the Republican-controlled legislature, had passed a law that said that all vote-by-mail ballots that had either mismatched signatures or didn't uh, contain a signature at all, those were to be tossed out. That's the way the rule was in 2004. They tossed out a lot of ballots unnecessarily, but at least they tossed them out across the board. And then in 2013, legislators changed the law to allow people who turned in a ballot without a signature to fix that mistake prior to the election. But they did not afford that same uh, courtesy to uh, uh, alleged mismatches. That has now been corrected. The judge has called it illogical, bizarre, obscene. Uh, Leon County's a great supervisor of elections, Ion Sancho. We've had him on the show many times. We need to get him back. Um, uh, he has been he, in his county. He has been trying to do that to allow voters uh, to cure that problem if it's a mismatched signature. But not all counties are doing that, leading, of course, to the problem. Uh, those of you old enough to remember 2000, uh, when the uh, Supreme Court decided, well, they they're counting ballots by different standards in each county, therefore. 
we're not going to let him count at all, is basically how that resolved. Uh, so uh, this is uh, our good news for today. You're welcome. Uh, Florida voters will have a chance to cure those problems on absentee ballots. Um, but I think that's about the end of our good news. So, oh, well, sorry. We'll take a break and we'll come back with the uh, less than good news right after this. I'm Brad Friedman and this is your Bradcast. <laughs> Hi, this is Desi Doyen from the Green News Report and the Bradcast, both brought to you without corporate or political influence. Why? Because we rely on you to help keep us completely independent. Please drop by bradblog.com donate today and help us stay on your public airwaves. That's bradblog.com donate. You'll thank yourself later. I'll thank you now. Welcome back to the Bradcast. Brad Friedman from bradblog.com. So uh, just as we got off the air on Friday and we were talking about how dark this entire election has uh, has now become. And then you add to that, of course, what happened uh, over the weekend and the, the, that article from the Boston Globe with Trump supporters saying, you know, talking about assassination, talking about revolution, bloodshed, everything else. Um, so uh, just as we got off the air on uh, on Friday, the uh, the feds arrested three members of a right wing militia for allegedly planning to detonate explosives at an apartment complex in Garden City, Kansas, with Somali Muslims, specifically the target. This was announced on Friday Um this was uh, first reported by CBS. Uh, the attack was allegedly planned for the day after the election. Law enforcement said at a press conference the men were recorded calling the immigrants goddamn cockroaches and effing raghead bitches. Uh, in recordings, according to the court documents, uh, they had planned the attack as a response to the Orlando massacre, as well as the fatal shooting of Oregon occupier Lavoie Finnegan, the docs said. Remember the... Uh, the standoff up in Oregon at the Wildlife Center and that uh, uh, that uh, Tea Party or what do they call him? Sovereign citizen. Uh, right. Who the was, sovereign uh, citizen yeah. movement. Yeah. He was he was killed when he was seen to be drawing a gun. They're facing domestic terrorism charges. Uh, and if they're convicted, that could result in a maximum sentence of life in federal prison. Uh, so they were targeting this uh, this apartment complex where a bunch of Somali Muslims lived. Um, this is where we're going. One of them said the bombing would wake people up. The only good Muslim is a dead Muslim. Wow. Uh, if you're a Muslim, I'm going to enjoy shooting you in the head. This is all recorded. Um, and, and some other stuff that I just can't read on air. Um, this is where we're going. This is what, uh, has been caused by Donald Trump, has been encouraged by Donald Trump. Unleashed. Uh, indeed. And, uh, one of his top supporters, Milwaukee County Sheriff David Clark, tweeted on Saturday that it was time for people to rise up and do something more than complain about a corrupt system. He says it's incredible that our institutions of government, the White House, Congress, DOJ, and big media, they're all corrupt and all we do is bitch. Uh, pitchforks and torches time, he included in his tweet. This guy is a sheriff. A sheriff, the sheriff of Milwaukee County. 
um, in Wisconsin. Uh, he's a, a big uh, Fox News contributor. He's often uh, on on Fox News. He spoke at the Republican Party convention. So you wonder, uh, you know, where this stuff comes from. It comes from, you know, it, it, the call is coming from inside the house, <laughs> as we say. Clark is a, a member of the so-called Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association. Um, this is a group that is considered to be, quote, a growing threat in the U.S. Uh, by the, I think it's the Southern Poverty Law Center. It was founded by Richard Mack, a gun activist uh, who, who threatened to use women as human shields. Remember that, Desi? Oh, right. We have the audio somewhere, but we don't have time for it. Um, this was during the Bundy Ranch standoff. He said he was going to put women in front and let's see them shoot them, shoot us now. Uh, Joe Arpaio, uh, the uh, Arizona, Maricopa County, Arizona sheriff who is currently facing federal contempt charges. For his uh, aggressive racial profiling program, uh, he's one of the uh, one of these constitutional sheriffs. So you wonder where it's coming from. It's coming from inside the house. I think there is no question about that. Meanwhile, a building used by a uh, New Jersey Muslim community as a place of worship was vandalized last week with F Muslims and Donald Trump graffiti on it. Wahid Akbar, a board member and administrator for Bayonne Muslims, said they arrived at the St. Henry's School about 5.30 a.m. for morning prayer to find the building they had been renting for over eight years had been vandalized. Muslims in Bayonne had been uh, trying to get an Islamic center and prayer hall for their own for nearly two decades, but they'd been uh, stopped by protests in the community. Local bureaucratic process uh, and heated debates uh, and community opposition. Akbar believes that Trump's xenophobic comments about Muslims not only spreads fear and misunderstanding about his community, but emboldens people to act on them. Oh, you think? He says, however, at the same time uh, that uh, I've seen more compassion and support coming from the other side since this incident, since this Friday uh, vandalism. Uh, but it's not just one side. Or maybe it is a local Republican Party office in North Carolina. A Republican Party office in North Carolina was damaged by fire and someone spray painting anti-GOP slogans uh, referring to Nazi Republicans on a nearby wall. According to authorities over the weekend, a news release from the uh, town of Hillsborough said someone threw a bottle filled with flammable liquid through the window of the Orange County Republican Party headquarters overnight. The substance ignited, damaged furniture and interior and the interior before burning out on an adjacent an adjacent building was spray painted with the words Nazi Republicans leave town or else. Now, we don't know who did this. Local uh, police are investigating along with the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms and Explosives. It is a, mir a miracle that nobody was killed, said uh the uh, the head of the uh, Republican Party in North Carolina. It is a miracle. Uh, it is good news. Uh, Hillary Clinton has said the attack on the Orange County HQ uh, GOP office is horrific and unacceptable. Very grateful that everyone is safe. Real Donald Trump, by contrast, said animals representing Hillary Clinton and Democrats in North Carolina just firebombed our office in Orange County because we are winning. He said, with all of uh, with, with you all the way, we'll never forget. Now we have to win, he said to the North Carolina GOP. Now, um, 
We'll see who did this, and Democrats have condemned this, uh, as I said, Hillary Clinton and others. We'll see what the uh, investigation ends up finding. But I'll tell you, when I read this story, it immediately reminded me of 2008. Desi Doyen, remember that woman who said she was assaulted by uh, supporters of Obama uh, who wrote a B on her face? They mugged her, wrote this B on the face. Uh, The problem was the B was backwards, as would happen if you put it on your own face while you were looking in a mirror. And, in fact, she was not assaulted. It was a false flag attack. It was a hoax, yes. It was a hoax. And these things are not uh, unusual, these sort of false flag attacks. Alex Stefan, an environmental, I had been thinking, as soon as I read this, I started thinking, this something doesn't sound right here. Something Alex, doesn't add up. Alex Stefan, uh, the environmental author, uh, futurist, said uh, the firebombing of a political office is deplorable. Am I the only one, though, who thinks that graffiti seems off? Uh, a possible false flag, he adds. Uh, even if we take for granted a vandalizing anti-fascist Tar Heel gang, leave town or else sounds more KKK than young leftist. It does. Now, before you, uh, you know, ascribe me as uh, an Alex Jones conspiracy theorist uh, or as um, Fergus might say, uh, you know, a 9-11 truther or a UFO. Uh, this happens a lot uh, before elections. Josh Marshall pointed out that we've seen a number of incidents like this. He uh, cited that uh, McCain volunteer, uh, volunteer who had uh, put that backwards B on her face, uh, but also Democrats and ex-congressman, uh, former Congressman Russ Carnahan, actually uh, uh, former campaign volunteer for Russ Carnahan back in 2010, he was charged with firebombing Carnahan's office in order to blame it on the GOP. Uh, A Texas man, this happens a lot before elections. A Texas man was arrested for vandalizing his own truck and blaming it on Black Lives Matter activists. And then we found out, oh, he did it himself. So uh, Josh Marshall advises, wait to see what the investigation uncovers. For now, the only one who knows who did this, other than the perpetrators themselves, is apparently Donald Trump. who knows that animals representing Hillary Clinton and Democrats in North Carolina did this. Now, uh, a couple of things. Uh, I, I know we got to get out here momentarily, but uh, this, this comment, Nazi Republicans, it also included a swastika on it. And generally, people who are anti-Nazis don't use a, uh, don't vandalize using a swastika. <laughs> a swastika. <laughs> Uh, and and true, leave town or else. That's a little KKK-ish. Um, and even calling them Nazi Republicans is a little strange to me. So we will see. In the meantime, Democrats have raised more than $10,000 to help open the office back up. Uh, they raised uh, this via a GoFundMe site to help reopen, to help the Republicans reopen their office. They were able to raise this money in less than an hour on the GoFundMe site. So there's some sort of good news. We'll see what happens. By the way, I condemn it as well. If it was anybody, whoever did this, I condemn it, Um, uh, including if it was uh, Democrats. uh, I'm just color me dubious. We'll see. My thanks to my producer, Desi Doyen, today, as ever, and uh, to my guest, Fergus Cullen. Uh, of the uh, New Hampshire Republican Party. My thanks to you as well for spending a portion of your day or night with us. If you missed any portion of today's program, download it for free at bradblog.com. 
You can also get it over at iTunes for free, where you can subscribe, have it sent automatically to you. Put out a nice word for us, will you? Uh, when you do, uh, help us spread the word. I can be found on the Facebooks and the Twitters at the Brad Blog. You can email me as well. I am bradcast at bradblog.com. All right, we'll be back with you again tomorrow. Until then, I'm Brad Friedman. Good luck, world. Hey.